The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. Ah, everybody, everybody, hello, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing? Hey, this is another episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr., across from me is my main man, Idris Elbow, what's up, man? What's up, this is Idris Elbow with a little bit of ash on the elbow, glad to be back with you, Nookie. And we have our first guest on the podcast, a very good friend of ours, T. Petty. T. Petty, good afternoon. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Invite me to your sausage party. So Wait, did we, she just call this a sausage party? Uh, I'm just going to just go ahead and ignore that. And, um, you know, uh, it is what I it speak is. facts. Well. I'm the only woman in the room. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We totally understand. Well, welcome, and we appreciate you having us here. So um, we're going to get into our first topic. Uh, it just continues to be the gift that keeps on giving, the coronavirus. Um, lots going on with that. World Health Organization freaking out. Um, this is spreading now to Iran. Uh, China is continuing to see deaths. People locked up on cruise ships and quarantines. Uh, T. Petty, um, what are your, your thoughts on this coronavirus, and, and how has it impacted your life, if at all? It hasn't. I don't give a damn about coronavirus. I'm more worried about these fools running around with their unvaccinated kids and regular flu. Do they wash their hands? They do not. They're filthy. We need to be more worried about what the flu, germs, all that bullshit they're passing around right now. I just rode a train over here. I probably got all kind of germs, mm, mm, just mm. from the regular whites. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard a football player uh, during the playoffs said that the key to um, stopping colds, germs, flu, not necessarily the coronavirus, um, during these cold months is to wash your hands and to wash your ass. Um, when he said that, I just thought about the millions of people that are here in this city and cities across the country, and I would not roll the dice on people uh, doing either of those things. Idris, uh, coronavirus, man, continuing to go crazy. What do you think? Man, it is getting really scary out there. I heard a story from um, Ukraine. They had a busload of folks kind of coming to Ukraine, and they went buck wild, Nikki. They was, like, trying to stop the bus. They was throwing all kind of stuff. And I thought about it. You know, I got on an elevator the other day, and somebody, like, started coughing. And I was like, I was worried about it. I took my daughter to, to the pediatric facility to get her checked out for a foot. And it was all kind of sick kids there, and they had it posted up. You know, have you been to China in like two weeks? So I was like, man, this thing is serious. And I, I don't know, I might have been one of the people throwing like rocks or something at the bus. I hate to say it, but like that's kind of scary. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How much of this do y'all think is rooted in xenophobia? Are yeah, they worried about the regular people running around in this country coughing without covering their mouth? going to the bathroom, wiping their ass. Do they wash their hands? No, because I'm in the bathroom with them all the time, and what do they do? Come out, zhuzh their hair, and walk straight out the damn bathroom. I'm worried about that. That's disgusting. Now, you talked about <laughs> the um, the urgent care facility. I don't even know why they waste time printing those signs, right? One, if you have been to China, are you going to tell anybody? 
and probably 99.9% of the people have not come from China. So it's like, it's it's a waste of time. It's a waste of paper and ink. Like, how many of those people do you think went into the urgent care? We're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I got a little cough today. Mm, and I've had diarrhea. Oh, have you been to China? Yes, yes, I have. No, they're not going because this, it, it might be some xenophobia. You know, the thing that gets me is like all the um, medical personnel, they weren't wearing masks. So, like, even if you come in, it's like, yeah, I've, I've been in China <laughs> the past two weeks. You already caught the coronavirus. See, it's, it's not like it's a prevention. You just, like, you're just going to spread it. It's up in the system, up in the air filtration system, and it just goes round and round and round, and those spores get into your lungs, and then it's a wrap. You know what you should have been worried about when you took your daughter to the pediatrician? All those unvaccinated kids in there running around with polio and mumps. That's what you should have been worried about. Yo, I think I might have the mumps. Oh, my God. Mumps that's, is a funny-ass word. That's worse than the coronavirus. <laughs> a grown man walking around with the mumps? He gets no love. Is mumps onomatopoeia, like a word that sounds like what it's like, well, yeah, I got the mumps. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I like these kids probably don't even know what mumps is. Like I know there's was it measles, mumps, and rubella. The MMR shot. Yes, the MMR. I, I know what measles is. I don't think I've ever in my years known of anybody that's had rubella. Probably because they had the shot. But mumps. That's just. Hmm, I have mumps. <laughs> mumps is about to make a comeback because these fools don't want to vaccinate their kids. That's, that's no, it's because crazy. they don't want to wash their hands. <laughs> they both. nasty. It's both. Wash their hands Filthy. They don't even ass. wash their legs in the shower. We talked about this. That is unbelievable. Well, the World Horse, uh, well, World Horse, the World <laughs> Health Organization will continue to, um, you know, do whatever they can to keep the coronavirus over in Japan. Okay, hold on one second. Uh, mumps is a viral infection that affects the salivary glands that's easily preventable by a vaccine. Mumps affects the what? The <laughs> parotid glands. I don't even know what that is. Salivary glands below and in front of the ears. This disease spreads through infected saliva. Well, that's just wonderful. See? Unbelievable. So Watch yourself. People come in contact with their, well, I don't know their mouth, but their nose. You're supposed to keep it like, keep contact below your neck, right? With your hands is essentially the deal, right? But if you touch your eyes, then you touch your nose, and you touch your lips, or you sneeze on yourself, is that saliva or that's mucus? Mucus it's, and saliva are cousins. Too. And then, um, bam, you don't wash your hands, as we spoke about it, and the mumps spreads. That's, you know what? They need to come up with a cartoon about the mumps to educate the children. And um, maybe some of these uh, on-the-fence parents will actually go and get their children no, vaccinated. No, they won't. Have you seen these fools? They're out of their goddamn minds. <laughs> they uh, are. They would rather that their children die from the measles. Easily preventable, then take them to get a vaccine. Mm, mm, Listen, mm. if you don't want to vaccinate your kids, fine, don't. But keep their diseased asses away from me. They need their own little enclave where they can just infect each other, and maybe they'll kill each other off, and then the rest of us can prosper. If we had to nominate a state where we would send all the non-vaxxers, which state would it be and why? Idaho. But I don't want, okay, now, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know no black people in Idaho. Okay, but Idaho is, first of all, ma'am, that has practical consequences. One, 
where the hell are we going to get our potatoes from? And two, what we five guys just going to cut half their business off? It's going to be just burgers and it's no fries? It's not going to kill the potatoes. It's going to kill the people. People got to farm the potatoes, and they cough on their hands with their unvaccinated cells and touch the potatoes. They will be exporting not just potatoes, but mumps. The sick people ain't going to be in the fields doing Now, you know they are not the ones that are doing the potato work. You know who's doing that. Before sick people get sick, they're well, and they work jobs. Then they get the germs. If you have these non-vaxxers at the potato plant, ma'am. Wash your potato. You don't wash your potatoes before you cook? I wash my potatoes, but if they've had mump juice <laughs> underneath their fingernails and they dig and harvest it in the dirt, it's fine. These potatoes, my fries may or may not make it to my plate and okay. my baked potato. I'll back my have to go out of business. So, what state would you pick if not Idaho? I would probably pick a cold state uh, on the Canadian border. Um, where the germs will have the least amount of, like, sort of, like, harvest season to um, multiply. I probably would go with, like, North Dakota. Our associate producer says Alaska. Uh, Alaska, well, yeah, that, that's a possibility. But it's Alaska getting warm. It was 67 in Juneau the other day. Well, that so, is true. Now, but you at the Canadian border, though, and you up there, North Dakota, like, ah, eh, you know. Hmm. Now, Alaska brings up a good point. You know the permafrost is melting. You know how many ancient germs and bullshit is in that? That's it's, what we need to be worried about. But, again, I don't live in Alaska, so, and I don't know any black people in Alaska. They're probably going to have bubonic plague coming back, all that. What do you think, Adrice? Man, I think she just named all the places that black people don't live. <laughs> so I, 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 I think if you send a virus to a place where black people don't live, then you run the danger <laughs> of all the white people trying to sh- ship the black people to that state. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll, they'll run and grab as many black people as they can, and that'll be the new state for black people, Idaho and Alaska, believe me. I'm thinking like New Hampshire, Maine, all the way up there. What's the, is that the furthest northeast state? Is it New Hampshire? What's on the Canadian border up there? Because it gets cold up there too. But North Dakota is a good place. Uh, you can't you ship people and they say they going to Alaska and they might get off in like L.A. They're like, oh no, it's too long to go. And then like <laughs> then it's just like a real crazy like tales from the crypt type scene. But North Dakota, you just go due north and just stay up there and you're good to go. So. No, though, trying to ship us to all one place, wherever we go, it's going to be lit. It's going to be it's lit. I, just, I don't want it to be lit. I just want it to be with them and their non-vaxxy selves. Well, we already said we vaccinate our kids. Yes, we vaccinate. I mean, but how do they let right. these kids in the school without these vaccinations? I because don't understand Because they have this. religious exemptions. They some goddamn Mm-mm. heathens around every other no. area in their Mm-mm. lives. But all of a sudden, Mm-mm. when it comes to protecting us Mm-mm. from their little walking Petri dishes. Then they want to get some religion. Now, that's the poster they need to prevent. You are not exempt from death. And then just show <laughs> all the pictures of, like, the Petri dish. Like, remember, I, uh, um, so the coronavirus, if you've ever seen a picture of it, it looks like a coconut split in half with, like, these um, spores on it that look like spurs. You don't want to deal Did with that in any way. spurs or sperm? Spurs. S P U R S like on cowboy boots. Like, I'm with like, you. Okay, like, I'm yeah, with you. yeah, that's what it looks like. So they just need to just like 
Um, somebody needs to go viral, no pun intended, with just put pictures of like diseases on your individual shirts and you just walk around in malls and schools and churches, be like, this, look at my shirt, this is why we need to get vaccinated. But we'll see what happens. Um, again, the majority of the deaths are taking place in China and, uh, you know, we'll continue to see what happens. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. More in just a moment. Stay tuned. I need to know everything, who and the what and the where, I need everything Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me I'm curious, George, I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse, I'm ready for war I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost Welcome to back, you're everything. listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, America's most dangerous podcast I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr., joined by my main man, Idris Elbow What's up, listeners? This is Idris Elbow, the broke Idris And our special guest T. Petty. Hey, y'all. Hey. All right. So we're going to get into this uh, about flying the unfriendly skies. So um, let me just read you the story. Um, An American Airlines passenger sparked a huge debate uh, earlier this month uh, after she filmed a passenger behind her aggressively punching the back of her seat. Now the Delta CEO, uh, Ed Bastion, and I'm sure people like to call him Ed Bastard, has joined in the discussion stating that passengers should ask the person seated behind them if it's okay to recline before doing so. What in the holy hell? We know that you're a traveler, T. Petty. Um, One, I probably know the answer to this question. A, would you ever ask anybody if you could recline your seat? And B, if someone was, quote, unquote, aggressively punching your seat behind you, what would you do? (laughs) Number one. I'm not asking nobody shit about what I paid for. I paid for my seat, which does what? Recline. I will use the features that I pay for if I feel like it, and I'm not asking. But wait, wait, wait. I'm sitting behind you, T. Petty, and I paid for my seat too. And I think I have the right not to have your back laying in my lap. Take it up with the airlines, bro. I didn't design them. If I want to recline my seat that I paid for, I will. But what you're not going to do is punch the back of my seat. There's going to be some furniture moving and everybody getting put off this plane. Fair enough. Fair enough. So um, let me throw this out there. So my thing is, is that I think it's a deal of when an individual reserves his or her seat and if you know that you got a seat reclining issue with the person in front of you, pick a different seat. Well, the CEO of the airline came up with this solution. They said, T. Petty, you should ask me, Idris Elbow, if you can recline your seat. And I wonder if we could role play that right now. So, T. Petty, could you ask me permission to recline your seat? Y'all have known me a long time. When have y'all ever known me to ask permission to do a goddamn thing? <laughs> the CEO of American Airlines can kiss my ass. It's actually Delta, but he can too. Um, here's the thing. Now, you coming out, sir, you're the CEO of Delta. When is the last time you flew commercial, brah? And I bet if you did, you was in first class where the reclining seat issue would not be a thing. Exactly. So that's who everybody should be mad at, the airlines. Don't be mad at me because I'm using what I pay for. I think we should punch the CEO in the back of the head. Are <laughs> you trying to go to jail? <laughs> you know, it's just I'm like, too cute to go to jail. I'm not going. See, like, this is what I do. When I 
first of all, I pay the little upgrade fee when I fly the opposite of north, opposite of east airlines. And when I get into the row with the two seats, I put my knees in the back of the seat in front of me. Which almost makes it impossible uh, for the person. So it's in like front a wedge. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, some goddamn terrorists. Exactly. So you know, you might get into a little uh, reclining seat knee war, and about fifteen minutes uh, into that, the average passenger is about to tap that out. Now I might go to the bathroom and stuff, and you think that you coming back, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and have that seat recline. Mm-mm. I'll break that little nozzle off, and then <laughs> you'll have to straighten up because you're not gonna be getting no suntan. On my dollar in the seat that I paid for where I go ahead and recline. And it's just like, I'm not asking nobody permission for nothing. Now, I, I totally agree. People is tripping, but you know, okay, just okay. civility. What happened to civility? So, y'all know I fly quite a bit. And so on shorter flights, I don't feel it necessary. But on longer cross country, I'm going to recline my seat when I get good and ready. And you will deal. Why don't the people, if I recline, why don't you recline? I hear that. You know what it is? It's like dominoes. If the right. first person, blah, blah, blah. And then that person that's in the last row next to the bathroom, not only will you be smelling shit and piss, hey. Should have booked your seat earlier, exa- bro. There it is. There it is. So people got to book earlier. That's the solution if you don't want to deal with a recliner seat, Idris. And just do it like dominoes, just like you said. Because if you think about that story, it was a dude who was at the very back who couldn't recline that caused the issue, right? Mm. So, right? He caused he caused the issue because he couldn't recline. So let's talk about that. But not only did he not recline, if you look at the video, he was leaned forward and punching her seat. That's that's unnecessary. He was that's a rude. goddamn psychopath. She tried to like get with. him like on assault charges, and the police was like, "No, ma'am, this is not an assault charge." Well, technically, he didn't hit her. Right. But he was let hitting the, the record seat. show. If you punch the back of my seat, sir, me and you are about to have a come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. Are there any U.S. Marshals on the plane today? We need any one U.S. Marshals? I chop him in his throat. Unbelievable. So yeah, again, when I fly opposite of North, opposite of East Airline, you already know A, B, and C group, right? If you see sixty, you know where you're sitting. I mean, Nookie. No, not Nookie. In the middle, in the back, Nookie by the bathroom. Nookie and T. Petty. I, I have a solution. What you should do is everybody should be able to bring an emotional support animal on the plane, and if someone leans back in your seat. I'm going to release my macaque monkey that got herpes <laughs> to attack <laughs> to attack you. So it's a, it's a new role for emotional support animals. It will solve all the reclining seat wars. I got Whoever it. has the fiercest emotional support animal will win. I got it. You know what? There's one more item that you need to pack in your carry-on. A collapsible shower curtain. You know, like the middle and it expands in and expands out. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going seat. with this. Get, okay, Get your seat first. And you take that shower curtain out and you put it at the front seat in front of you <laughs> and the back seat behind you and you twist it till it get tight. And it won't be no reclining or no seats here today, sir, madam. And the, the flight attendant will be like, is there something wrong? I'll be like, no. Put you like a burlap curtain on there, and it'll be like a velvet <laughs> rope at the club. Don't come up in here with that recliner seat. Not going to happen. Not today. Not on this flight. That's not where I thought you were going with Collapsible that. Collapsible shower curtain rod. Or like a taser. See, now nah, I don't know if that's going to get past TSA because they're busy dealing with this coronavirus stuff. But if you have stuff. pre-check, they don't really be looking in your bags like that. This is true. This is true. It would be like a taser shaped scary. like a computer. Right? I mean, y'all have been through pre-check. Y'all know. Yeah. 
Like I said before, it's like we count on TSA to quote unquote keep us safe. Nothing against TSA. Love y'all because we got to fly. But mm, I'm thinking that there's a higher authority in terms of enforcement of rules and laws that may be able to keep us a little bit safer because um, half the dudes at TSA is looking at girls' butts and the other TSA ladies be checking out what they would consider handsome or attractive men. So there's that. Let the record show. I'm not counting on TSA to do shit, but get on my nerves. Because as you said, the men are all looking at my booty, every single one, every single time, unless they're not straight. And number two, the women are harassing me about my damn hair. Mm-hmm. Especially Define the harass. white women. So y'all know before I cut all my hair off, I used to wear my hair up in a bun a lot. And what did they want to do? They want to put their hands all in it and say, do you mind if I check your hair? And I say, yes, I do mind. And then they say, well, if, you, if you're not going to What are you hiding check, in your hair, handguns? I was like, I'm black. Do you think I spent all this time on my hair to hide something in it? Are you serious? Change your gloves because I don't know who you touch. Do not mess up my hair. They running Matter out of gloves fact, because bring, of corona. That's not my problem. Order some extras. You're not about to touch me with those gloves where you've touched all these other unvaccinated people who have come through this line. Fair enough. Matter of fact, bring me somebody black that knows. Black girls know. They know. There it is. There so it is. don't harass me about my hair or anything else. You're not keeping me safe when you're looking at my booty and worrying about my hair. There it is. Thank you. So let's recap. Uh, don't look at the booty. Attempt to keep female and all passengers well, safe. not looking at the booty is not a thing that's ever going to happen. Okay. Dude's been looking at my booty since I was like 12. Okay. Well, fellas, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, to Idris? Um, I was looking at T. Petty's booty. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Unbelievable. Y'all are a mess. We're going to get out of here on that. So, again, shower curtains. That's an option for you. Knees in the back. But, um, you know, I just hate when these quote-unquote authority figures or these people from on high just sort of have a quick solution to the everyman common man's problem. I'd like to uh, have the gentleman from Delta Airlines give me a ride on his private jet as long as it's not going to China and, uh, you know, experience all the luxury and splendor that uh, he has going on. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, America's favorite podcast. Remember, we're available on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I want you to subscribe, rate, review, and share. Again, subscribe, rate, five stars like an Uber or a Lyft, share, and um, and review. So we'll be back uh, in a few moments. You're listening to the Digital Combo Podcast. Stay tuned. Nate Rose. Oh, yeah, I'm finna pop. Yeah, baby, hit the spot like summer and some dipping dots. Jackpot sound coming at you through a different slot. You can try your luck but end up missing from a living shot. Yeah. Oh baby, it's my season Straight up out the water, I'm so well I'm artesian Girl in my DM Every time suspicion hit you, ask about this She gon' swear that guy she Welcome back to the Digital Gumbo Podcast Here with my main man, Idris Elbow And I have uh, T. Petty in the house today I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. We're going to slide right into these next two topics. I don't know why we continue to have these stories that come about about this, but this may be important to you. It's I don't know if it's important to me, but I just find it striking. Two things. One, Uber in certain cities has started to allow pets, cats and dogs, for an extra fee. You can go ahead and have your pet in the Uber 
And the other thing, we talked about this on another episode. Please uh, reach back and listen to our past episode. Uh, what has recently been approved as a service animal on flights is a miniature horse, a miniature horse that stands about 28 to 34 inches. How this works is that uh, the people take either two or three seater. They sit together. They press the horse in the same aisle that they're in and sort of share their knee and leg room with that aisle and the people around them. Uh, take either one of those things first and let me know your feelings on that. All right, I'm, I'm going to do this quick. First, Uber and Lyft drivers. It ain't no black people going to be putting no cats and dogs in the back of their car. <laughs> so you might as well forget that. You ain't going to have no black Uber and Lyft drivers doing that. Now, the thing with the miniature horse on the airplane, my thing is, what if the horse want to recline his seat? Does he have the right to do that? Mr. Ed Jr. will not be doing such. Yeah, I know how I feel about animals. I don't even like most people. So I don't want to be bothered with your animal. I guarantee you I don't find your animal as cute as you do at all. Also, I don't want to get into a lift that smells like a cat or a dog. It's bad enough I get into one where they've been hotboxing right before I got in. I'm against it. Um, Stay at home. On so, a cat so what do you do if a, if a cat or the dog like goes to the bathroom so, in your Uber or your Lyft? It's probably the same feet yeah. they do when you throw up. In Correct. There. Yes. So it would be the that same can't be the same feet. Somebody vomits. Yeah, it's probably going to be about one hundred and fifty dollars. Is what no, it that no. And they char- is it two fifty? It's gone up. So they uh, yes. How do you know? And you I don't know say? if your average car wash is going to be able to get that cat pee pee. Or dog pee pee smell out of the back of your vehicle. Like they can put all the shampoo and all the smell good and all the spray spray this, on it. This, they want. this goes against the rights of Uber and Lyft drivers. Like not only did you have people vomiting in the back of your car, but now you got like dog and cat piss in the back of your. Well, car? you have to opt in to be a Uber or Lyft pet driver. But who is opting into that? You know who opting into that. Mm. So, so yeah, there it is. You pay an extra, you pay an extra six dollar fee up front, and then uh, six dollars. That's yeah, it. That's it. And some people will For have the their, risk of a cat and dog. What not only shedding, but shedding and pissing is only worth six dollars. You got to be kidding me. That's the upfront fee. Again, there's uh, the cleanup fee would be on the back end if there is additional cleanup. But here's my deal. Say, okay, so it's very fluid, right? So it's a pet Uber, and the driver, after the cat or dog gets out, may or may not have vacuumed the back seat. Then they're a non-pet Uber, and then they pick you up, and you got on a nice black outfit, and Shetty from Freddie and Lassie got all that hair on the back seat. Now, you may or may not be okay if it's leather seats, but if it's cloth seats, you know your outfit is about to get fucked up. My thing is, can, can a cat and dog ride without the human? Like, no, there has to be a one. <laughs> wait, there has so to be, wait, wait. There has you to be mean a human I can't on the call ride. the Uber and say, I want, I want my cat, I want to send my cat to the groomers. No. So no. I call the living Uber up. And I put the cat no, <laughs> in the Uber, and they drop them off at the groomers. No, no, they will not drop the um, they will not drop Fluffy and um, Fido off at the vet. 
or the groomers, they will um, have to go ahead and have a human in the car. So that's that's how that so works. So outside of the grooming issue, now you know I would be 38 hot if I got into a car and there was some dog hair on me. But what about people that have allergies, like our homeboy in Chicago who is allergic as hell to cats? Yeah, wow. See, that's so so this could be like life-threatening, right? Like if you get in an Uber you better and you're like allergic EpiPens. to a cat or dog and you just have an allergic reaction, like, wow, whose responsibility is that? Why are you vexing me by showing me that? Why? Okay, so I just showed T. Petty a picture of a miniature horse that was actually a passenger on a flight. And this picture, this is on Flirty the Mini Service Horses Instagram. Flirty.the.mini.service.horse. The damn Flirty, horse has an Instagram page. The Mini Service Horse. And, and they have an arrow pointing to the horse like we don't know who the fuck the horse is. <laughs> There's four human beings and a horse. In the fucking picture, and they have a arrow pointed at the horse. Just in like case I'm, you don't know. Like I'm gonna look at this with like, oh, I was like, where's the horse? Oh, there it is. No, Nikki, I, I wonder if TSA like um, searched the hair of the horse. They was probably looking at the horse booty. Like this it's is a, a big booty. This is a weave. This is a weave. This is a weave. They hide things in there. It's that a weave. That horse went underwent less scrutiny than a black person. My thing is okay. So it's a service horse. It's a service animal. I understand that people is need. It? People need to be guided to and fro. It's a service animal. It's, just, it's not an emotional support animal because we already came out firmly against emotional support animals. Thumbs down. But it's a service animal. My thing is, is that does a service animal horse wear a diaper? And Okay, first of all, let's just back this up. Okay, from your house where the service animal is may or, not be, may, or may not be a ranch or farm, then into your vehicle. But do you call an Uber with your bags to get to the airport? That's one. You get to the airport. You have to check in. And you have to wait in line unless you check your bags in outside. And the horse poops on the sidewalk or poops in the terminal while you're waiting to check your bags. Who cleans that up? I bet you they don't. Okay. Then you go through security. Does your, this is my service horse. Do you have a tag or some type of identifying papers? Oh, no, no, this ain't, this ain't no um, regular show host, Shorty. This is a service animal. This is my and service you, animal. You mean I need you, won't, this. you won't let me take a bottle of water through the check in? Or bourbon. Or bourbon. But I look right next to me, and, and it's, it's, a it's a dude with a horse <laughs> going through the, You know, the someone of our ilk has seen a damn service animal horse. Going through the TSA line. Like, oh, what's what's that called when you can get on first? Oh, the horse is pre-checked, but I'm not. I'm pre-boarded. Oh, the horse is pre <laughs> The horse got pre-checked. Fluffy the Wonder Horse got pre-checked, oh, but oh, I don't. Oh, you just let the horse walk through, what but not the, the black man? I mean, do the horse got to take his shoes off? <laughs> oh, he pre-checked. He can keep his shoes on, but my grandmama got to take her shoes off. That ain't right. Okay, so you go ahead and... Uh, them shoes is metal. That's <laughs> them, them shoes is better, metal. Them horse... Them Mine horse, is rubber. Them horse shoes better be lucky. I better not catch no coronavirus on this flight. <laughs> okay, so the horse gets through security, um, may or may not have a boarding pass. Then you got to go through all the shops and restaurants where food and beverage is being served, and it might smell like a horse's ass. Okay? So then there's that. Then you at the gate. 
And you already know if it's multiple flights leaving from the gate, it'd be hella crowded up in there. You could barely get one seat. Where does the horse stand? Wherever he wants to, who's going to stop him? And then finally, you got to get that horse down the ramp onto the flight. Do you got to pull the horse? Do you push the horse? Does the horse cloppity-cloppity like it's supposed to? What if you you ever seen the Kentucky Derby and them horses act up in the gate? And how how many bags bucking? the horses get to carry on the plane? They get two side saddles, one on the left <laughs> and one on the right. They must fit in the overhead. That's one bag and one personal item. And then you got to put the horse in your aisle, again, with limited leg room, and the horse is in the aisle with you. Now, infant on laps, I understand that, but do you got to get the horse its own ticket? Yeah, what is the fee to bring a a horse or a support animal onto a flight. I don't know. That I, I don't know. We'll Listen, to, most we'll humans shouldn't even be allowed on flights. Have you seen how people act on planes? So I'm against this. This is some garbage. Unbelievable. And what, you know, what if the horse does go to the bathroom? So just, just assume that just you sniff. could, yeah, you could figure out how to like contain it, but you ain't containing the smell. On a closed capsule in the sky, I don't know. Home. I don't know what you do they with it. Just stay at home. If you can't fly without a miniature Clydesdale, stay your ass at home. They they better hope that the horse, if it takes a number two, is on a short flight from New York to Washington. But if you're on a flight from Boston to San Francisco, God bless you. Put me on another flight. There it is. We're like, oh, just start sneezing. Just like that's our advice. If you're on a flight. And you done sat down, and then you see Fluffy the Wonder Horse come on, just start sneezing, fake sneezing, hit that boom, boom. Like, I've been to China in the past two weeks. Yeah, I, I got to get out of here. Fake uh, uh, claustrophobia, do whatever you got to do. Be like, mm, I would feel better on the next flight where there won't be any horses. Or equiphobia. Equus from the Latin meaning horse, phobia meaning fear, just like boom, boom. Yes, sir, may I help you? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, I noticed that there was a horse on board. I have equiphobia. Oh, what's that? That's the fear of horses. Like I have nightmares since I was a kid, and I don't want to freak out up in here. I haven't had my medicine today. Um, is it possible that you could uh, have the gate agent put me on another flight? I'm willing to sacrifice my seat. You gotta, you gotta think, work. Smarter, Come not with harder. Vocabulary lesson. It's not Equiphobia. just ghetto shit here. Yes, yes. Equiphobia. Well. I took a lot of years of Latin. I don't use it for shit except for examples like this. Digital gumbo. Digital gumbo. The podcast that's teaching Americans vocabulary. More <laughs> ahead. Stay tuned. I think I'm playing chess. I see a king. I'm at his neck. Three steps ahead of every move, now that's a check. Yes, they wanna know my secret, it's because I never slept. All my nightmares of me at 40 life's a wreck. See my dad, he and Welcome dad, back. You're listening to Digital Gumbo, America's most educated podcast. I'm here with Adris Elbow Jr. and our special guest T Petty. We're gonna roll right into the next story. This one's gonna freak you out a little bit. So, um, a substitute teacher in Baltimore County, Maryland, has been accused of giving fourth graders lap dances. Uh, a nine-year-old boy came home from school on a Tuesday with quite a disturbing story. He told his mother, a substitute teacher at we're not gonna say the name of the school, quote, held my son's hands above his head. The teacher did that. She was sitting on a chair, called him toward her, crossed her legs over his legs and kissed him on the cheek twice. Then she proceeded to sit on him and bounce up and down on his lap. The mother of a 10 year old girl said that the teacher grabbed my daughter under the armpits, 
lined up other kids, told them to point to their breast, and she even kissed other kids on the face. Sounds like a lap dance to me. So substitute teacher uh, no longer is teaching at this school. The school district came out uh, against it, saying that they would not tolerate any inappropriate behavior by staff. Lap dances for fourth graders. What are your thoughts? Is this woman still alive? She is still alive to the best of our knowledge. Um, I'm not sure how she blended those two professions together. One is one and one is the other, but she apparently was doing the most, and that's uh, what was reported. Is she white? I can't say what her ethnicity is. I don't even believe that she was, um, her name has come out, but uh, nevertheless, um, that is what the kids told the parents, and and that uh, is the kid's story. Has she been charged? She has not been charged as of yet. Thank you. That's what I thought. (laughs) But the act of lap dances for fourth graders. When when you were in fourth grade, what was the craziest thing that happened, and how does it stack up to a lap dance, quote-unquote, being given to a student by a substitute teacher, Idris. <laughs> Jesus. She said he has just got her hands to the sky, like just dissolving herself of any of this madness. Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, my. How do you have a teacher giving a lap dance to fourth graders? And so you got a nine-year-old coming home telling you this story of how a teacher gave them a lap dance. You know, as a parent, how... I don't even know how to describe the feeling of that, of like, just, we, we, we getting in the car right now, and we rolling down to the school, and I, I'm, I'm going to show you a few things right here in this moment. So the teacher was removed from the classroom immediately. One of the kids, while said lap dances were going on, ran down to the guidance counselor and was like, yo, 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 uh, this is what's going on in the classroom, and then they came back and immediately removed the teacher. Okay. Y'all know I am a parent. I have been known to be protective. I would beat the brakes off that bitch. I would find her. I don't care what methods I had to employ, but I would find her and let her know. Are you out of your goddamn mind? You putting your poom poom on my baby in the middle of the school day? You thought that was a good idea? Boys and girls? Oh, it's going to be me and you. Okay, now let me play devil's advocate, okay? You can't. No, just let me. You can try. Y'all are responsible parents. Y'all are parents that would take action. However, in the day and age that we're in, little Johnny got a cell phone and calls Johnny Sr. and says that Miss Applebaum is down here giving lap dances to the students. Johnny Sr. might be the kind of parent that a clock out and get down to the school and try and see if he could see or holler at the substitute lap dance teacher or, you know, try and get a number, see where she dancing at later that night. Let me say this. It is never appropriate to give a fourth grader a lap dance. That I agree with. Now, sixth grade, that's, you know, that's different. That's different. Day. Was this what taken? Was this taken out of context? Was it like there career? There is no context. Was this career day? This and, ain't the career to show. Okay, I, 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 I Are get that. Are y'all out of y'all mind? What I the hell? That. What kind of discussion is it, this? Well, it could have been. It could have been career day. Could have maybe been that day. was. Let me also play devil's day. advocate. No. At least the kids didn't get shot. Me and everybody in this room about to fight. 
Y'all are all out of your goddamn mind. I'm not. I'm no not just. Advocate. I'm not justifying it. Sounds it. like it is to me. Let, I mean, what are you saying? You know. You know who they needed at that school? Me. Joe Clark. Cold red. Cold red. <laughs> the eagle is landed. Cold red. Cold red. Get the, get the chains off the doors. Expeditiously. <laughs> get the chains off the doors. <laughs> no, I just want to come out. I totally agree. Uh, uh, lap dancers or any type of inappropriate touching, actually touching between any adult or authority figure and a child is absolutely, positively, 100% unacceptable. I just wonder what this substitute teacher had on her mind and what she was thinking. She obviously she wasn't. wasn't thinking. And I guess she just needs to go back over to the other side and just be a performer or lap dancer or whatever she calls herself full-time and leave that teaching up. thing alone. That's assault. Mm. Now Maybe you, the kids just didn't want to take that test that day, and they just made up that story. <laughs> Could you imagine though, like, like hearing that story from your kid? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it would be hard to believe. Like it's like be, it would be like, are you just like using your imagination? Yeah, like because that's this, so far yeah. out of the realm of possibility. Okay, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play parent. You come home, tell me that story. I'll be like. Okay. Well, why did, are you did, the one playing the parent? You're the one that's the craziest in the world. I'd be like, did that really happen? And you'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, okay, because I'm going to go up to your school and I'm going to call the police. And whether you're telling me the truth or not is very, very important. So I need to know before I call the police and somebody gets arrested based upon the things that you've told me that this is absolutely 100% true. And when they say, yeah, 911, what's your emergency? Lap dances at the school, blah, 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 middle school. Uh, we'll look into this right away. I'll just drive up to the school and meet them up there. And mm, mm, mm. So here's my question for y'all. Because this situation has played out with older kids. So let's say it was a junior in high school and y'all are men. So questionable. I, so I'm going to say this. Now, my sixth grade teacher. Oh, boy. Yes. So my sixth grade teacher, I still remember. And this was like back in the day. And she just had on a T-shirt and jeans. Just regular T-shirt and jeans. Right? No undergarments? I, I'm, it's questionable. Okay, all right. But T-shirts and jeans. And I can remember sitting there as a sixth grader just looking and and being amused at what I saw. Amused? Future amused TSA as a sixth. Well, whatever you call it, <laughs> T-Petty. Now, wait just a minute, sir. At, at the school. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, right? So saying? if it happens in the sixth grade, right, I don't know. If they're going to come tell you that, if that happens in the school. Because you know a fourth grader will tell anything. Fourth grader will tell anything. Mm -hmm. Sixth grade on up, you might not never hear about that. Billy farted today. <laughs> really? Right. So we go up. Okay, teenagers may or may not tell. They may or may not think it's Regardless regular. Regardless if they told, y'all found out. You have I a think teenage that you, boy, an eleventh grade boy, that come that you know this has happened. Here's the bottom line: report it to the authorities. If the authorities at the school take appropriate measures, so be it. It looks like it happened in this case. If not, no, it didn't. You know, well, they removed the teacher immediately from the classroom. That's but that's not, not the appropriate. <laughs> that and they removed the teacher from the classroom immediately, and the criminal justice system may or may not take next steps. My thing is, is that. 
you know Billy or Susie got a cell phone, so it probably would be pretty easy to prove this. And even if not, you throw the book at them. However many kids is in that classroom, that's how many counts of uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor that you charge this heifer with, and then case closed, and hopefully she'll move to California or wherever and uh, become a full-time private dancer, dancer for money. (laughs) Do what you want her to do. Um, this is the Digital Gumbo Podcast, America's favorite podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Simplecast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review, and share. We'll be back with a couple more topics right after this. Stay tuned. This is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. All right, you're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. We're going to talk about economics and finance right about now. Here with uh, T. Petty and my main man, Idris Elbow Jr. Uh, This one is about the Harriet Tubman debit card. So the painting depicts on this debit card, it's a Visa debit card, Harriet Tubman gazing forward wearing a serious look and a red and white head wrap. I really have Aunt Jemima-ish like negative feelings about that, but I'm going to let that go for the purposes of the story uh, in a design that seemed to resemble one of the more famous photographs of the abolitionists. However, um, Harriet Tubman in this picture on the debit card has uh, her arms crossed, which seems to be a Wakanda forever salute. And uh, it drew uh, some feelings, positive, negative, and otherwise, uh, by folks uh, across the country. I think this is an African-American-owned bank, which is out of Chicago, that puts Harriet Tubman on the card. So, one, would you use a debit card with Harriet Tubman in said depiction? And, B, what's your feelings about it in general? Nick, yeah, I must say, this is the blackest debit card in history from a black bank with Harriet Tubman giving a Wakanda sign. You can't get no blacker than that. That's that's off the scale of blackness. And I, I want to say finally there's a, a credit card that I can apply for with a 300 credit score. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it has a very niche market. It fills a, a missing niche in the market. Okay. T. Petty. I find the whole depiction to be ridiculous but hilarious and i would use it because it would make people uncomfortable i hear that i hear that so here's my thing right one oh you got a black card i certainly do right the, right here the blackest cards you ever seen i'm not removing <laughs> shit i'm keeping it in here so we can get the black dna in y'all's white Banking system. No, I'm just so that's one. That's you got. Everybody can get a black card now. Oh, right? oh, oh, don't don't let nobody try not to take my card. It's like I give it to him. It's like uh-huh. this card. I'm real? sorry, oh, sorry, sir. We can't. Uh, we can't take that. That's what? from 1877. <laughs> what? What you mean? My card declined. You crazy as hell. That's a Harriet Tubman card. But here's a that's other... forever good. <laughs> don't you cut up my Harriet Tubman card? No, no, no. After the damn fool in the in the trying to get two Swisher sweets <laughs> and a forty or OE and a bag of pork rinds, but no, I want to put three forty two on my credit card. What you mean? I ain't got no money on this. Is good. This is accepted. Visa. It's everywhere. You want to be, and I chose to be right here, right now. I got direct deposit from reparations. But here's the other I thing, wish. though, right? This is the. 
um, the bank said that it was not the Wakanda salute, but it was actually love. And they actually said they've got very positive feedback and a lot of people do want to get the card. But here's the fine point that the banking people and the people that wrote the stories about the card failed to miss. It's a debit card, not a fucking credit card. What the hell? We ain't good enough to get a credit card. Where's your credit card? You should offer both. Be like, would you like a credit card? When you go into the bank, be like, going to open an account. Bam, yes, I want the Harriet Tubman Visa debit card. Oh, would you like a Harriet Tubman credit card too? You know what it is, though? Mm, like you're saying, 300 credit score. People, no, I'm not I'm not ready to make that move right here today. That means you got a bad credit score. But the customer's like, yes, I absolutely, positively would like the Harry Tubman credit card. That's your customer right there. Y'all bank. know that I would be the one that would get the credit card. I know you would. I would. You would. I would. And you know what I don't like, though, is when you have people over your shoulders at certain um, places when you're um, doing your transactions and they're looking at your shit like, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, don't look. You got to, like, you know, use your arm and put in your, if it's a debit card, and put your PIN number in so nobody tries to steal you your do PIN. Sometimes I, I just sometimes tell them I to do. back up. I tell them to back up. But the other thing is, like, mind your business. Like, why are you so nosy worrying about what the hell is on my card? If it's a sports card or something like that, then maybe. Maybe you can get into a conversation about it or if you hand the card to a cashier, you know, when you're doing your transaction. Like, for example, I went to Walmart one time, right? I got that was like your first mistake. There you go. I got um, charcoal, lighter fluid, buns, mustard and brats and some beer. And the CSI Walmart uh, cashier was like, oh, is someone having a barbecue today? I was like, no. It's like, like I don't, I'm not really that friendly conversation during the transaction thing because no. I think I'm paranoid and I think that like it's a two man or a three man team and they trying to set me up and to rob me and shit. So if you just stay negative on everything, they're like, this son of a bitch is crazy. Like, we better not mess with him. I'm going to go, you know what I'm going to do next time I go to Walmart? I'm going to get some nudie magazines, a gun, and some baby oil. I'll be like, oh, is someone having a party? They're like, sure as hell are. I'm going to do some shooting and some scooting. How about that for your ass? That's all I got. What you need to do when somebody is too close to you, when you're doing your transaction, is what I do. Like, are you about to pay for this shit? Because if not, you need to back up. Or you could just say, I I just came back from China. (laughs) Just got back from China. See, see, don't feed into their xenophobia. Don't do that. Tell them to back the hell up. It is. It's theirs, though. Don't encourage their foolishness. They're already on one. You know they are. Corona, you know, and have some Corona beer. Be like, would you like some Corona? <laughs> In any event. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, if you have the Harriet Tubman debit card, we would love to hear from you. As always, we invite you to interact with us on Instagram at The Digital Gumbo, Twitter at The Digital Gumbo. And as always, we'd like to know what you think and maybe let us know some topics that you'd like for us to cover. Our email address is thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. I didn't know that was like, yeah. Gmail.fuck. That makes Sorry. you much Sorry, more interesting. Eddie. All right. Nailed it. Ah, everybody, everybody. How y'all doing? Hey, this is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. This is part two of our special guest, T. Petty. T. Petty, how you doing? I am fantastic. How are y'all? Awesome, awesome. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Idris Elbow. How you doing, bro? 
Everyone's, everyone's under the sounds of my voice. How y'all doing? This is your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. There it is, there it is. So we're going to get right into this first topic. Uh, a stripper, I believe from Texas, but dancing in Ohio, climbed a pole, ascended 15 feet, and fell rapidly onto the dance floor without missing a beat, kept twerking, but broke her jaw in the process. Now, I may or may not have gone to several strip clubs in my time, but the strip club said that the dancer is an independent contractor and therefore not allowed to sue the strip club for damages or pain and suffering or what have you. However, this very industrious professional stripper started a GoFundMe to get her jaw fixed. Stripper falls 15 feet like Superfly Jimmy Snooker off the top rope, breaks her jaw. What do y'all think? That's professionalism. I, I just want to say that. That's commitment and professionalism. To fall and not miss a beat and to keep going. Worked on beat, bro. That, that is talent. I just want to say that this just points out the resiliency of black women, and y'all are welcome. I, I, I can't argue with that at all. Like... So I I don't think I've ever fell from 15 feet. I may be like a 10-foot faller, you know, when I was much, much younger. But if you see the video, you don't even see her in the frame of the shot. And then all of a sudden, rapidly tumbling down the pole like she missed the grip clearly and fell. And she was stunned for about 84 nanoseconds, like I said, and just came back to beat and just kept dancing. And then they interviewed her days after, and she was still talking, but you know that uh, I think she chipped a tooth as well. More um, than one. And chipped a couple of teeth, and um, her jaw was wired shut. I'm just wondering, would y'all get the dental surgery too, or would, like, the chipped teeth be part of your act now? Well, you know, if, one, you got to love your job. Because I'm trying to think, if if I fall on my job, I ain't gonna keep doing the job. <laughs> that's 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 the end of it. If if I trip, it's it's over. You like I'm I'm off for like three months, at yeah. least for three months. She was right back at it. But no, we have no benefits. Ain't no workers' comp for strippers. It ain't. She mm. had, what else was she gonna do? Now, if you on like you got your last ten singles, and you know another dancer is coming up after her, but you didn't seen this girl do the Superfly Jimmy stripper snooker down that pole, you gonna give her them last ten singles or what? She she get my money. I, I, I give it to her. She in the strip clubs, ma'am. Yes, sir. You you go to said strip club. She would get all my coins. Okay. All Fair of enough. them. Fair she enough. a G. Now, would you contribute to the GoFundMe though? No. Okay. Okay. I think she got more money from the GoFundMe. She did. And she, she did. retired. She's smart. Okay. You can buy houses with ones? That's a Green lot talks. of... Just okay. put it on in the bank and use your Harriet Tubman debit card. There you go. There you go. I, I think that's a business idea right here. To break your job? No. To do, like, um, health insurance for strippers. Like, you could do that. Like, I'm wait thinking... HIPAA for, HIPAA wait, wait, for strippers. HIPAA for strippers. Why do strippers need a different kind of health insurance? No, else? like you gotta you gotta target that market because they have special needs. What are like special what needs? kind of health health insurance is gonna pay for you falling from fifteen feet 
off of a pole. Aflac. But she don't qualify for workman's comp. Yeah, you just they're independent that. contractors. Well, so I don't. Qualify for workman's comp. So how would you market that? What did you call it? HIPAA, HIPAA for strippers? HIPAA for strippers. <laughs> or you and, and you can accept all cash payments. All cash. All, all cash, cash payments. business. All cash business. Or you, you call can... it strip flack. <laughs> strip flack. <laughs> what insurance pays you if you hurt or injured on your job at the sugar shop? Strip flack. You know what? Strip I flack. feel like. Y'all sexism is coming out. Strip Y'all about to wear me out. I, we're looking okay, out for the well-being of is that what exotic dancers across with male it, and it would female. Be, it would be insurance for male strippers as well? Yes. Strip flat. <laughs> and it, I don't know if it'll be a duck. It might be like a turkey or a goose or something like that. A but what? A, tur- a peacock. Might be a, a peacock. Pe- there a it peacock. is. Or an ostrich, but yeah. Where yeah, are you going yeah. with this peacock thing? Oh, so, okay. So um, we talked about emotional support animals on episode one. And the one of the animals that has been approved to fly on planes as an emotional support animal is a peacock. We talked about our reservations with that. One, peacocks are easily startled. Two, peacocks, an average male peacock has a wingspan of about seven foot six inches, which is about Manute Bowles wingspan. That could startle and shock the shit out of any average flyer. So we said that we put the kibosh on peacocks as emotional support animals and peacocks might poop on a plane. But as a representative for HIPAA for strippers, I think it will work. Strip flat. We'd like to know what animal should represent the strip flat health insurance for strippers. Well, not peacocks, because the male peacock is the one with all the feathers. Oh, okay. And that's not true in the stripping world. The women are the ones getting all the shine and making money. Okay. This we know. Gotcha, gotcha. So it can't be peacocks. It's got to be something else. If we're going to go down the route of hippos for strippers. Strip (laughs) flat. So taking Peacock off the list, tell us which animal should be the spokes animal for the strip flat health insurance for strippers. Email us, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, America's most urban-friendly podcast. This is a damn mess. I love it. Y'all need to take this on the road. Strip flat. From the beginning, I never wanted us to end. You said that we could be friends. I think that is what sub me in. Wanted to rush in. I didn't know a thing about you. But that's the thing about you. Make me want to rap about You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is sponsored by absolutely no one right now, which means that it is an opportunity for your business. Email us at thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com and put the word sponsorship in your email. We'll be happy to get back in contact with you as long as you provide us with some contact information. We'd love to have you to be the very first sponsor of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Back with my uh, good friend T. Petty and my main man, my co-host Idris Elbow. So we're going to get into this really quickly. Um, a French soccer player received a five-year suspension for biting an opponent's penis. There was a scrum. 
things happen. The gentleman that got suspended five years bit the opposing player's penis. Uh, the player had to be rushed to the hospital and receives 12 stitches Damn. in his penis. This soccer player will probably be John Wayne Bobbitt class uh, in terms of whenever his name is mentioned, blah, 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 blah. Had his penis bit by another soccer player. But two, is five years enough time suspension from soccer if you bite somebody's penis? Okay, please explain the scenario of how the penis got bit. Because I, I, doing a soccer game, I, I, I can't imagine that scenario. There's a scrum. Yeah. There may or may not have been a foul. Guys get into it. Somebody might have got kicked or punched. You're down on your knees or whatever. You're in close proximity to said opposing player's crotch. You had the Mike Tyson approach, and you bit him, and you bit so hard that it caused 12 stitches. That's how it happened. I don't know if five years is enough. As we know, I don't have a penis. But I know y'all are really attached to yours, no pun intended. I mean, it doesn't seem like that big a deal to me. Ma'am. It's 12 stitches. Ma'am, ma'am. Put a Band-Aid on it and you'll be fine. No. Wait, no. Okay, no. 12 stitches. That's a lot of stitches. Ain't That's, these ain't yeah. many stitches. This 12, 12 stitches. Fine. The average penis is probably about six to nine inches. Average. <laughs> I think so I if you got 12. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> I can only Y'all speak wish, for my own, but it's not. Well, let's go with let's go with six. Let's go with six, and you got twelve stitches. That's a good seventy-five percent. Those stitches got to heal, of man. The Wait a minute. There's Do a lot of neosporin involved. Okay, number one. A and D ointment. Twelve stitches is probably a, maybe a couple inches. Maybe it's not that much. Y'all are no, dramatic. That's no. like a third. Of your penis, though. Well, then you need a bigger dick. Okay, here's my thing. A, five years is not enough. And in the way that Lorena Bobbitt, now comma, has cut off her husband's penis, I would be known as Nookie Bishop Jr., the soccer player who had his penis bit and committed murder on said person that bit my penis. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Five years is not enough. What's Five years suspension. What is long enough? Lifetime. <laughs> lifetime, lifetime suspension, suspension or you lifetime You should never be allowed to play soccer. Pick up soccer, yes, I, but in I, any organized league, I, I think league, the, appropriate, no. the appropriate punishment is he should have his penis bitten. Now, who by an alligator? for that? An alligator? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, I'd be like... That, like, you remember that scene in Roots? It's like, you want me to cut you? You want me to chop your foot off? You need to. So you go for a lifetime suspension of all organized soccer activities, or you get bit by the alligator. Which one do you want to choose? Y'all it. are serious about your penises. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a serious thing. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Remember to interact with the show, whether you want to talk about soccer players biting off members of other team members or anything like that. We're on Instagram, at the Digital Gumbo. We are on Twitter at The Digital Gumbo. And, of course, we are. You can email us, uh, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. More heads. Stay tuned. 12 stitches ain't that much. It's not. It's fine. And, of course, uh, you're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm here with uh, T. Petty and uh, Idris Elbow. So we were saddened this week to learn about the death of Janet Dubois, 
Uh, if you don't know her, you know her voice. She uh, played with Lona on Good Times, the mother of Janet Jackson's character Penny on Good Times. And uh, for those of you who do not know this, she wrote and sang the theme from the Jeffersons. So, Walona's well, dead. What are y'all thoughts in terms of uh, what was going on in your lives as far as when Good Times was out and, and the Jeffersons theme song? Man, R.I.P. Legend. Legend. Did, did y'all see that clip of her walking every entrance she ever had to the Evans apartment on Good Times? Iconic. Yes. Name, one, name somebody that can do it better. Absolutely. R.I.P. Janet. And, you know, when you think about Everything she meant on, like, good times, how she walked into the space, what she meant for the family, right? Like, it was, like, black excellence all the time despite whatever your situation was. And when you think about her character on good times, how she adopted Penny, you think about that. You know, like, she didn't have a lot, right, but she had a lot of love to give to Penny because Penny was being abused on good times. So Alona was the one that kind of came through. So her character, but... Also, you think about her on the red carpet. I don't know if you've seen some of those pictures of her on the red carpet, too. So, you know, you talk about the entrance into the apartment in real life on the red carpet. She was doing her thing, too. Absolutely. Hair, makeup. Earrings, to clothes, yes, always together. Yes, absolutely. So uh, two things, um, like Good Times had me shook. Like, right, Good Times is one of the realest shows that was ever out. Um, I don't care what whatever comes down the pike, right? Like, one... Um, I was like maybe uh, four or five, definitely single digits when um, Good Times was out. And like, I remember I was shook. Like, I watched the episode where um, Chip Fields, who played uh, Penny's real mama on Good Times, uh, was trying to burn her with the iron. And like, a commercial came on, and I remember asking my mother, I was like, What's the deal with the iron? I was like, Why has she got the iron out? She's like, her, her clothes are already on. She's not preparing her clothes. And that's when like, my mother told me about child abuse. I was like, Damn, because that's not something that was in you know, my like, realm. I was just like, Damn, an adult would burn a kid with an iron? That's messed up very sad. But like you said, Janet Dubois, Valona came in and, and had a lot of love to give and that type of thing. But two, when Flo was not there or whatever, Walona held it down and was like surrogate mama to JJ and to Michael and their sister. So I, I, I think that that's I think that that's really, really awesome. And I know that she got paid like every time the Jeffersons came on, you get a royalty check for singing that song. Moving on up. That's iconic, bro. Iconic. Iconic. And you think about Walona, she was a consummate black auntie. Absolutely. No nonsense. She wasn't going for it. Right. Nothing. She's Nothing. a fly auntie like me. There it is. T. Patty, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, see that uh, you need some bourbon replenishment. I do. Idris brought me this half-empty flask, and I, it's gone. Mm, mm, Look, mm. I, I brought the bourbon, and I, I brought a cheese tray, but they said I was bougie. You are. This is, That's all this you, is a, What's bougie about cheese? Who walks around with their own damn cheese tray? You elevated with artisanal the, uh, cheese and olives. You well, elevated the culinary nature of this podcast, and we appreciate you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thank you so much to our special guest, T. Petty. As always, my main man, Idris Elbow Jr. And, of course, interact with the show on Instagram, at the Digital Gumbo. On Twitter, at the Digital Gumbo. And email us, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. If you love this podcast, or even if you didn't, subscribe rate, review, and share. We want you to be a part of the Digital Gumbo family. I am your host, Nookie Bushup Jr., signing off. And until next time, take care of yourselves and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care. I ain't got no time.
looking at the clock. Clock. Stepped up in the game like rock. Ball boy with the hook, can't stop. Like the dread on my head, stay locked. Look, always no island. Stay fly, no pilot. All beef, no diet. Real G, stay silent. I'm all for the mission to pray for the tension because the best of us come with complacency issues. And then the chosen and hackers replacing on picking the tissues. They're thinking and crying and laughing and ain't for the mission. I've been up like all.